you want to opine yep. on the Packer win, 608-321-1670. So we said this earlier, uh, Ebo, uh, about the Smith brothers. Here's their final stat line. Uh, nine pressures, three sacks. Mm. Uh, Adrian Amos, uh, three pass breakups, and the game-ending interception. Those would oh. be the three free agents, the the prize acquisitions in the offseason. Uh, nine QB pressures, three sacks, three pass breakups, and the game-winning interception. That's about a, as good as you can probably do on a uh, on a uh, stat line for the three guys that were basically oh, totally the you know there are other obviously new additions, but those were the three you know signature off-season acquisitions for the Packers. So, looking at the Packers' defense, and I was talking about this a little bit last night, how many guys, it's a very young defense, by the way, but how many guys are left from the Ted Thompson regime? Kenny Clark? Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez. Kevin King. King Lowry? Dean Lowry. Dean Lowry. Yep. Is that it? That's it. Man, Goody has done, Goody has reestablished that defense fast. Hasn't he? And yeah, the, I mean, we, we uh, you know, and there, look, there's well, a, I guess in Fackrell. Yeah, Kyler Fackrell. Um, I mean, you look at the secondary, and if they, you know, if they stay healthy, I mean, with Jay, because here's the thing. I mean, the Kevin King thing is an eye roller with when you're always, because he will always historically be linked to TJ Watt. Uh, Nelson actually had probably the stat of the week uh, earlier this week uh, with, uh, what was it, Delvin Cook, Nelly, right? Delvin Cook and Kevin King, both drafted in 2017, both have played 15 out of 32 games. Oh, really? Right. But that's what I said. We look at Kevin King as a bust. They look at Delvin Cook as he's got a lot of upside. Right. Yeah. And that was the next pick. Uh, Kevin King was the 33rd pick uh, in that draft. And a lot of people, including me, I remember being uh, doing our draft coverage, uh, lobbying hard for the Packers to draft. Delvin Cook was the 30, 34th pick. The problem Kevin King has, he'll always be you know linked to the T.J. Watt yeah. pick. But here's the thing, and you saw it last night. When you have a secondary now of Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Adrian Amos, and Darnell Savage, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then that's where the signings of the two Smiths, because what's the knock last year and the year before? You know, Clay Matthews, you were incredible in 2010, and you make great commercials. But you've got, you know, those two guys last night just combined for as many sacks as Clay Matthews had last season. <laughs> no, I know it's two guys, but Clay Matthews was the you know the the franchise when it came to rushing the passer. Think about this: they totaled last night what Clay Matthews had all of last season. Well, I remember watching the game last night and be like, "Man, Clay Matthews never would have been able to do that if if he was still on the team." You know, like if it was Clay Matthews in like twenty ten, sure. But watching last night, weren't you? There's so many moments like, "Man, I haven't seen that happen for the Packers for as long as I can remember." You like the fact that. Goody has come in and brought these younger players in and like freshened up this defense and just how quick it has and money well spent in free agency. Gotta give well, him a round of applause. I, I will say this and look, the, the guy will always have to carry some blame because at the end of the day, you know, the buck stops here when you're the, the top, uh, you're, you're the head coach. But I do at some level watching that game, I felt I thought about you because I did feel bad for this guy. Let's just state the facts. I mean, I'm a highly successful NFL head coach. Because right? the old argument of is it the players or is it the coaching, right? Like if you give bad players, i.e. bad draft picks, bad free agents, you could have Vince Lombardi, Bill Belichick, and a clone of George Hallis, and it doesn't matter. You're still going to go 6-9-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Or if you are a... Hall of Fame coach like Bill Belichick, you could give him a bunch of scrubs 
and he'd still coach him up. You know, looking at last night in that defense, where again, nine of the 11 starters were different from a year ago. <laughs> it's tough to think that my man, Mike McCarthy, while again, still needs to shoulder a lot of the blame for what happened last year. I, I would wonder if that defense that you saw last night was on the 2017 right? or 18 Packers. Would they have gone seven and nine in 2017? And would they have gone six, nine and one? Just because shows, they man. basically fired the entire defense yeah. in the offseason. And they cleaned up what Ted Thompson brought in. I mean, Ted was great up until You have 20... to say Ted was a disaster. At the, I mean, at it the pains end, he was a total disaster. me to say it. Well, but... it pains me to say it, too, because I, you know, I was a Ted supporter, but my God, they cleaned up. Goody cleaned up a huge mess that Ted had left. And there's, you know, some things that, uh, some parallels to McCarthy, like Lafleur on the challenge flag. I mean, that was bad. It was, it was, it was bad. McCarthy wouldn't even throw on that flag. <laughs> I think 99.999% of people would throw that flag. Yeah, well, I think, true, that was terrible. It was, I mean, terrible. It was terrible. I was just saying, it, was, it, was like, it was a bad challenge. I was say, you test the waters for the new like pass, offensive pass and right. but that's something you do preseason. That was terrible. And then you go ultra-conservative at the end of the game, that one drive where it – shit, not even McCarthy would have done that either. Right. But – you still got to win, though. Yeah. No, not everyone's going to be perfect. No, I mean, look, I, do I do I think I, I don't even know enough about Matt Lafleur. I still don't know if the guy's the right coach. Like I, I, I you know, as far as head coach, um, it was his first game. I yeah, mean, his first yeah, game. I mean, he, it wasn't. I mean, I, if, I wouldn't be giving him an A plus grade no, for last night. The things that the one thing that concerned me when it come to him in his play calling is if the first twenty to twenty five plays are scripted, the Packers went negative twelve yards, and that's that's Lafleur's scripted plays. Is it against the, the one of the best defenses in the NFL? Yes. But you have the best player in yep. the game on offense in Aaron Rodgers, and you go negative 12 yards. It'll get better, and Rodgers needs to audible more. <laughs> and today's NFL yeah. is scripted <laughs> towards the you, offensive team. Can you imagine if like this happens for let, – let's say the Packer defense is that legit. And by the way, 608-321-1670 Packer wins. What if like they eke out – You know, what if the, the, the Vikings are just okay – and, you know, the Packers just have better talent, and they eke out, like, a 2016 win next week, and the Broncos come in in two weeks, and they are, a lot of people think they're in a rebuild, and they're terrible, yeah. and the Packers win, but it's, like, 17-13, and they get to 3-0, and but the offense has been terrible, Oof. and in three weeks, we're saying Rodgers needs to uh, audible more, player and coach. The, whole, the whole story of the offseason is, is Rodgers going to be, no, is, is Rodgers going to undermine his new head coach, yeah. and we're going to be sitting here in two weeks saying, why doesn't Rodgers change I these know. plays? So can you Rogers. imagine that mind f? Rogers, be a player, coach. My God. Or right. Just... Well, I I do think if Rogers doesn't change all those plays on the drive, they score a touchdown. They probably well, that, lose this game. That drive was Rogers. That was Rogers. Yeah, I mean the throw. Hundred percent was. Yeah, Rogers. the throw to Marquez Valdez Scaling was. I mean, that, that, that won the game. Yeah, that was Rogers saying we're doing this. He completes a dime. They get in you know range to score. And then the pass to Jimmy Graham was about a perfect jump ball. It was a great catch by Jimmy Graham. And I think it showed that the Packers' offense needed to be more up-tempo, especially against that Bears' defense, because when they slowed it down and they kept trying to establish the run, they were just running it back into the line. But that's the thing that before wants to establish those, the run. And that's where I, when I was watching the game, the only issue I will give you guys this on, as my concern on the offense, and I don't know if it's so much a concern on the offense or you got to adjust. Yes, LaFleur... Wants to be a run first guy. And I give, you know, you try it the first series, okay. You try it the second series, meh. By the third series, it's like, dude, you're not going to run on the Bears. They're not going to run. You you could have Barry Sanders back there. You're not (laughs) running on this team. That front seven is scary good. Uh Like, you have to soften them up. And I don't know if it was just stubbornness. Well, that's when Rodgers started calling those audibles to little quick passes. Right. 
So, but that's my point. Like, the, how funny is that, Ebo? That the storyline as recently as Tuesday <laughs> is, you know, the media asking Matt Lafleur is he worried about Aaron Rodgers changing plays? And to what Nelson just said, Aaron Rodgers changing plays is probably the it's reason what, yeah, they win the totally, game. It totally last is time. so stupid. But that's you know. It's it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. See, I think that two. shows just how bad the relationship between McCarthy and Rodgers had soured. Well, remember how McCarthy would call play, Rodgers would change the play, McCarthy called the same play to piss off Rodgers, Rodgers would change just, it again. Yeah, uh, it, it was just the, it was bickering back and forth. Um, it was a uh, it was it was surreal, man, to watch the defense outplay again. Feels good uh, that football's bad. Well, there's that. Uh, the Bears, the number one overall defense in the NFL. In 2018, and the Packers outperformed them on their field. Boy, if you're a Bear fan today, tough scene. Uh, God, what, what are your, what's your comeback? Bear fans, where are you? A lot of you called in yesterday. Where are my Bear fans at today? Yeah, like Hawkeye. Tough scene. Where are my, where are my Bear fans? Where are my dogs at? We take this disgrace Another Bears fan Throwing insults in our face The Packers are the greatest team To ever Love play this song game. So bad it's good Even if from time to time They've been a little lame How could you ever love a team With Jim McMahon Not even Porky Pig Was as big a him They got a reputation That's mostly based Wait. on luck The Bears still suck The Bears still suck one and oh the green bay packers knock off the chicago bears last night that's how we do it baby go pack go packers one and oh bring on 16 and 0, let's go. Yeah. Uh, that Undefeated. was uh, incredible last night. Welcome back in, Joe and Ebo Radio Network. The number one rated defense in the NFL from a season ago, outdueled by a completely rebuilt, retooled, revisited Packer defense. Nine of the 11 starters different from a season ago. For the Packer defense, and they hold the Bears to three points in a defensive. Like we all took the under yesterday. Nobody took a 10-3 under. That was uh Ebo incredible to watch last night. Uh, yes, the offense for the Packers not good, but that's burying the lead. To me, the the Packer defense was better than you could, I could have ever dreamed they would be last night. I know, dude. So here's a facts only. Facts only for you. I love doing my facts only during the football season. The Facts only. Now, uh, guess who Ebo has the number one rated defense in the NFL? Your Green Bay Packers. Your Green Bay Packers. Uh, 608 Yeah, they're number one both sides. I mean, it didn't look that good last night, but they do have the best offense in the NFL. Uh, we will hear from Packers all-time leading rusher, Amon Green. My man makes his season debut, the Amon Green Show, expanding to one full hour this year, 7.30 to 8.30. So Amon coming up here in uh, about 20 minutes. Also, it's Friday. That means we'll get to this right here. It is. Uh, F- it's probably over, Ebo, but you never know. You just made the list! The D-Bag of the Week votes, and uh, you let me know when you're ready for this. Oh, I'm ready. 
I'm ready whenever, bro. It might be a day late in a dollar short. That's okay. But I had, I mean, it's, 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 you're a conspiracy theory guy. Of course, those you don't recall, Conspiracy Theory Friday all started on a hunt for Bigfoot by an aliens by Jose Canseco over the summer. Um, and now we have a staple of the show. Uh, and it has to do with conspiracy theories, the Green Bay Packers, and uh, Ebo. Yep, so we'll get yeah. to that uh, coming up. You have a conspiracy theory Friday. Always feel free to share it. Zoe Madison on Twitter, 608-321-167. Love to hear him. How about this? A special surprise visit from our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Morning, Zach. Oh. Morning, guys. How you doing? Oh, uh this is actually quite the great lead-in, talking about a bet, having to pay on on a bet. Oh, Whoa. yeah, Zach, I have an envelope for you uh, on your desk yeah, I, when you come I back. Bet. So um, I'm still no? mine, too. What's, no? what's actually in the, what's in the envelope? I'm guessing not $500. I, I can't. Zach, the, people will steal Ebo's lasagna. Do you think I'm going to go on air and talk about how much money is, is there? I mean, I, these radio people are vultures, man. That's between you and I. Keep that off the record, bro. All right, well, I'll be in in about a half an hour, and, and I'll... Uh, <laughs> Look for that envelope. Okay. It's on your desk. You know, uh, you, you know, flush with fresh air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, how, how, don't, 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 you're not going to be like the Nelson of the world, right? That come, when I come in this morning, say, hey, how about that LaFleur offense? Uh, you're going to lead, me. you're going to lead with how incredible the Packer defense was and that they found a way to win in Chicago, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you seen a defensive effort like that on the road from a Packers team? It's been quite a while. I kind of thought that, uh, you know, it kind of made sense because Rashawn Gary's first game, they play really well and, you know, give up three Nailed points. Nailed that. I don't, I don't even I don't remember Rashawn Gary. I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence at all uh, that he is now on the defense and they give, only give up three points in his first game. But either way, no, uh, yeah, it was as good of an effort as I can remember seeing from Packers defense, especially on the road in an opener um, in an environment where a lot of people thought that they were, as Roger said, were going to get beat, perhaps, I don't know about trounced, but beat, certainly. And I mean, I, I'm not sure how much of that was them and how much of that was uh, the Bears' offense, but considering what we saw in last year's opener, where they moved the ball up and down the field all over Green Bay, heck of a, uh, an effort and potentially something that, you know, kind of gives you a lot of confidence moving forward. Well, Zach, speaking of trouncing, and you know, getting it done. What are the Badgers favored over Central? Thirty-five. It's up to so forty-nine. Nothing. You were in Tampa. You know, last Friday. Do you expect the same result against Tampa as you know coming up tomorrow? So I just heard uh, a great stat. I think it might have been. Um, I can't remember. And I feel bad because I'm going to. It was, it was on it, our but, show. Um, <laughs> nice. Paul Christ has been favored by at least five touchdowns three times uh, at Wisconsin. It's never covered. So, he's because you know. Uh, here's the thing, Zach, and this is why I lost the bet. And I gentleman. love Paul Chris, but he's he's too nice of a guy. He's a gentleman. You, you gotta be. You gotta have that Bill prick switch to just step on a guy's throw. Paul Chris is like your old great. You know, he's your uncle at Christmas that you know always you know put put his arm around and say, "How are you doing, young man? I, I need a killer down there." Yeah. He's he won't What's he won't run like up the you? score. Is there any chance? Any chance they're covering? I'm like, I, I can't imagine anybody's going to say, yeah, I'll take 35. Well, hang on, I think the follow-up here, what did your grandpa like to you? Did he, like, smack you around or something? Well, no. I mean, I wish he would have. I, mean, I, need, <laughs> I, I, I need to raise some killers around here, man. Um, no, I, I think, I mean, Wisconsin, I think, is going to win in a blowout. I'm just not sure they're going to, you know, cover that 35. But, I mean, we also have to look at Wisconsin's injuries. I know... It's, it's Central Michigan, and nobody really cares. But, yeah, Wisconsin's going to be down at least four starters, including three on defense and uh, potentially a fourth on defense. So you look at that and um, and the, the fact that Paul Chris has not covered a 35-point spread before, uh, it's going to be a blowout, but maybe not that big. 
So you're saying Jonathan Taylor can't single-handedly do it himself? Well, how many more touchdowns is he going to catch tomorrow? He's got two after having zero his first, what, 20, uh, 28 games or something, 27 games, 28 games, whatever it is. I think, yeah, he'll have, uh, he's going to have over 100, another 100 yards, probably potentially up to 200 and scores another three touchdowns or so, maybe one in the passing game. But I think we're going to see another statement from Jonathan Taylor. Zach, before, hey, before I let you go, go I, I got to ask, what was your takeaway on Jack Cohen's performance as starting quarterback, QB1? Uh, it was great, especially that first half. Uh, well, uh, okay, then I have a question, and then, again, make sure you get your envelope. Uh, w- will you make an appearance at the Red Zone sometime between 1230 and 2.30 tomorrow for the Zone Blitz pregame bash? Yes, I will. Oh, no! hell yeah. Yep. Bonus question, will you have a shot of Jepson's Malort at the Red that Zone is- between 1230 and 2.30 tomorrow? That remains to be seen. You're saying there's a chance. All right, Zach. We appreciate you, brother. Uh, look for that envelope, and I will. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow uh, for Badger Game Day. All right, guys. Thanks. See Thank you, you buddy. There he is, uh, Zach Heilprin. Uh, yes, Badger Game Day tomorrow. Zone Blitz. If you're uh, coming down for the game, or if you're in the Madison area, come hang out with uh, the Ebs and I. Come on down, boy. Baby. The new Game Day shirt could be the best ever. It's a good one. Uh, we will be giving those away. We got Badger Game Day tickets. Uh, Miller Coors gear to give away. Going to be a big day. Gavin, thanks for the wave. Welcome hey, to the Gavin. Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, boys. How are we hey. living this morning? Yeah. My man, RJ's like breaking things in here. He's so excited. <laughs> RJ just broke the microphone, what Gavin. The He's so excited. Not the first time. Hey, fellas, is there anything better than uh, Hawkeye after a Bears loss? Boy, that, I almost, I might need to do a welfare check on that dude after the show. I, I don't want anyone dying on my watch, Gavin. That was a tough phone call to listen to. Oh, Aaron Jones only has 39 yards. How do you feel about that, guys? <laughs> Did you see Mitch Trubisky? Oof. Oh, man. Hey, hey, just just one more reminder for you, Hawkeye. Two other quarterbacks went in that round. Patrick Mahomes and Sean Watson. Just saying. <laughs> hey, but they tra- even though they had the third pick, Gavin, they traded up to two anyway, even though they were picking next to take him. Never forget that. The, the Bears just cannot have a good quarterback. It's like a rule in football, Joe. <laughs> just can't have Gavin, how satisfying. Like, to me, it was almost orgasmic when Adrian Amos, a former Bear, picked off Mitch Trubisky in the end zone as Jay Cutler watched. Oh, I, I pitched the and biggest you- 10 I've ever pitched in my entire life. Oh God, bonerific, Ebo. Did, yeah. did you borderline did you hear, erotic? But did you hear post game that Amos uh, like he he saw the formation like he got he knew what the play was. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that that's that's just unbelievable. Did you hear God, what uh, Tremont Williams said? Oh, that the yep, there, we just your, need uh, we just quote clip of the week. We just need Mitch Trubisky to play quarterback, and we got this. <laughs> I mean, it's Jay Cutler all over again, Ebo. Just JB yeah. and hey, Jay. I, mean, I love Cuddy. Jay Cutler was in attendance. You knew that had to go down that way, uh, Gavin. Hey. Props, Joe, props to you on the JK bandwagon. I remember you last year, and nobody yep. was getting on board. I have a feeling that bandwagon might be growing yep. shortly. And, oh, by the way, Gavin, I know, you, I know you know this. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are now undefeated with Rashawn Gary on the roster. I Come on, man. you got to rain on my parade, Joe. <laughs> are, are they undefeated, or are they not with Rashawn Gary on the roster? Undefeated. Rashawn Gary to the Hall of Fame, Joe. There it is. I mean, I couldn't believe how he balled out last night. I could not <laughs> stop watching Rashawn Gary out there making plays. Hey, Gavin, what was... Also, Gavin, sorry, but also, Gavin, the Packers with Rashawn Gary, number one ranked defense in the NFL. Hey, i got to say this, guys. Hey, thank you, Baltimore Ravens. I, I don't know what you did not see in Zadarius Smith. Oh, but that guy man. was a freaking one-man wrecking crew. 
he stuffed the stat sheet, and even on plays where he didn't get a stat, I mean, he just destroyed that offensive line. Yeah, uh, him and Kenny Clark together—that that's formidable, guys. Hey, Gavin, we had a um, poll going on right now. Like, what are you? What are you more? Is, are you more concerned about the offense or more amped up about the defense? I'm more amped on, on the defense, Ebo, and and For you sure. and I kind of talked about this the last couple of weeks when I've called in. We said that the defense is going to have to win them games early on. Yeah. Uh, you got this new system, which yes, it didn't look good last night, but uh, you know they were facing, if not the best, one of the top three, five defenses in the NFL. You got Aaron Rodgers; the offense can only go up. Yeah, you're on the road. It's a hostile environment. Um, I wasn't expecting a lot. I was expecting a little more than that, but I wasn't expecting a lot, guys. And you know, a lot of people call in complaining about the game, and you know, with fantasy football the way it is. But I enjoyed an old-fashioned defensive game. I mean that especially towards the end. I mean, uh, I, I love the way that they played on defense, the way that they, they tackled, they swarm tackled. Um, they were in Trubisky's face all night. I mean, I much more encouraged, guys. Uh, I, I think the offense is going to pick up, and if that defense keeps playing like that, fellas, uh, you know, I think we're going to be surprised Scary. this year. So. Hell yeah, dude. Thank you, uh, thank you, Gavin. To quote Rogers, we got a defense. Uh, I appreciate you. Oh, here you go. Our buddy Jeremy Meyer, five four eight eight, tweets us: Swakai calling to compliment the Packers was actually the best call in some time. <laughs> Throwing shade at Jones thirty nine yards against the greatest defense since nineteen eighty five. We expect nothing less from a salty Bear fan. By the way, his I don't know rivals Robbie's Joe, <laughs> Joe, 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 I don't know. Ooh, here we go. The booty remix. No, what Want me to play the whole thing? Sorry. Yeah. Turn it on and rip the knob off, dude. Joe and Ebo, it's a win, it's a win day. Joe and Ebo makes me that booty. Joe and Ebo, we're going to get that booty. Joe and Ebo makes me that booty. Whatever uh, happened to that, dude? Uh, thank you, uh, Jeremy. I, uh, check, the, uh, the, check the Department of Corrections uh, website. Uh, <laughs> hey, how about this guy? Normally we would be listening to some ACDC, but a Joe and Evo yeah. happy, happy birthday. birthday to our Badger Insider. Hey, and you gave me a gift today. Richard yeah, Brockman the third. It's about to go in a bin and it's not mine. Happy so. birthday, brother. <laughs> AKA Eliu. Good morning, Eliu. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Pleasure to be here. What'd you think of that Packer game last night? Honestly, if I didn't have a rooting interest, I would have gone to bed early. Stop. <laughs> Football's Stop bad. It, I mean, Stop the madness. Both the offenses, you could tell they none of the starters played preseason games. Uh, defense, it's a little easier to hop in there if you're not getting the the reps there. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. There were a couple times uh, was thinking about pulling my hair out, but uh, good thing it's short enough I can't get a hold of it. <laughs> it was your first birthday present, RJ. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Early birthday present. Uh, all right, so we have a uh, a home opener uh, tomorrow, two uh, thirty kickoff at the camp. By the way, don't forget Zone Blitz pregame match twelve thirty at the Red Zone. You've you've oh. RSVP'd, right? You'll yes, be at the Red I Zone. Yes, I will be there. Uh, my man. Uh, so my I man. mean, we'll I'll, I'll get your prediction, RJ, uh, coming up. But just first things first, you know, uh, Zach Heilpern, sports director, was in earlier and he said this, and he's and he's absolutely right. And I don't know if it's just a it's a home thing, or you go through the motion thing, or it's a Paul Chris respect thing. But every time Wisconsin plays. One of these teams that they're a massive favorite. They never play that great. The games where they win 49 nothing like last week is when they're a 10-point favorite and they're kind of like a fringe, they're on upset alert like mm-hmm. we were talking about in the pregame. The games where they're favored by like 40 points, they never blow out the 40-point favorite teams like they are tomorrow. Why Do you have a working theory on why that is? I mean, you look at that and you can say, 
none of the stuff is getting looked at. We don't take into account the outside noise. It it happens. I mean, you buy into your own hype every now and then. Uh, but, I mean, you can look at kind of going into this game, not the same way you did the BYU game, but, I mean, they just came off uh, uh, BYU last year, came off of playing Incarnate Word, where Incarnate <laughs> Word, like, put up underrated a lot of uh, stats on them. Uh, and then we're looking at them like, well, <laughs> oh, look at this. Well, this is going to be easy. And I, I'm, I guarantee the the team did as well. Um, but, yeah, you look at this. You, you have to respect a team that puts up 584 total yards of offense or whatever it was uh, last week. Uh, 285 yards passing. Uh, quarterback looked good. Uh, those receivers uh, in some of the highlights I saw, I mean, they just look like athletic bodies who can actually catch balls, which is the best thing you can have at receiver. Now they were going against Albany, who was three and eight last year in the FCS. Mm. Um so you're not mm. really sure the competition might not have even been up to the Mac standards in terms of what we saw in their opponent last week. But still um hard hard to scoff at almost three hundred yards passing. Uh, they they're doing something right. So you gotta be ready in that defensive secondary and hopefully put a little more pressure on that QB from your front yeah, seven I know what they're doing than right. Albany was doing. I know what they're doing right. What's that? They're playing an FCS school. There you go. So pad okay, that, but pad that schedule. <laughs> back, back to that, I mean, you look at like Florida Atlantic a couple of years ago and New Mexico last year, and obviously BYU is an outlier. I mean, that's just like beyond, you know, trying to process. But the games they've won where they were 35-point favorites like they are tomorrow – I mean, are they just most going through motion games like Florida Atlantic 31 14, you know, New Mexico 45 14. I mean, they're winning, but you know, like, winning. does it? I know Paul Chris isn't worried about the point spread. Uh, we are, but is it just that you, you're you going to do enough to feel like you've won the game and then, then you're going to call the dogs off, or is it a or like we don't want to humble teams or I, I what beat the brakes off them? Hey, no, that's what I, 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 I love. I Brett. People ripped on Brett Bielema. I didn't seventy nine nothing. I still when he hammered Indiana and he's throwing touchdown passes 80, up to, to, to ten. I thought it was great. I um, freaking loved it. Break the century yeah, mark. Let's go to hundred. It. I think it's more just a mindset where yes, I think for the most part, it's mindset. Kind of I'm going, ruthless. It's kind of going through the motions. Cold blooded killer. Um, but. <laughs> It's really something that's inexplicable because you see it from not just the Badgers. You see it from a lot of teams. When hood like, wings. I, I'm pretty sure Tennessee went through the motions last week up, up against Georgia uh, State uh, or Southern, Georgia Southern. Georgia which, Southern. Yeah. 27 point favorite Tennessee was. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Minnesota went through the motions last week. Uh, Nebraska, Nebraska went through the motions through last the motions, week. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens. More often than not, in in the non conference, when you're playing a non power five school, um, I mean, and I heard you talk about it before. Even though they're going on a road trip this week, Minnesota might go through the motions again, and if they do, they're going to lose to Jeff Tedford and, and Fresno take Fresno State. State God, plus I three. hope so. That's a money line yeah, bet. I mean, they, take they money looked, line. They looked pretty darn good against USC, go Fresno and State. I, I know USC's a, a flaming ship, getting ready to go down. Oh, uh, I thought you said something else for a second. Ship, yeah, with, with a, a P. P. 
Uh, getting ready to go down. Clay Helton might not make it through the year. Don't put it out with your boots, Ted. <laughs> Don't tell me my business, <laughs> devil woman. <laughs> well, pretty much, I mean, to your point, Michigan clearly going through the motions against Middle Tennessee. Ohio State gets up 28 nothing in seven minutes yeah, against uh, Florida Atlantic and then gets outscored 24-14. I mean, Florida Atlantic outplayed them three of the four quarters. They yep. just slaughtered them the first seven minutes of the game. But, I mean, that game was boring to watch. The Michigan game was boring to watch. The Nebraska game was terrible. Minnesota game, terrible. I mean, Purdue not, game, terrible. Yeah, Big Ten, not really uh, <laughs> wowing no. people in week one outside of Wisconsin. I, I guess Penn the State only saving with, grace is there's still uh, the Pac-12 out there making the Big Ten look okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you expect? I mean, do you do you expect this to be a laugh for tomorrow and we're going to see, you know... Uh, the pilgrimage back to the red zone at halftime? <laughs> Could yeah, be. right? I, or people never even leave the red zone that, because they know it's going to be a slaughter? That happens in a lot of non-conference games. Um, the one it probably won't happen at is the Alabama game when that comes here. But, yeah. No, we're going to beat the hell out of I, them. I can't what year's say... that again? What? What year's that Alabama game 2024? Oh, yeah, we're going to kill them. <laughs> uh, you can't... I can't really say I see it being a close game. I mean, yes, you played Albany. Albany put up 21 points on you still. You put the ball on the ground four times, and it was uh, recovered by the defense three of those four. Uh, you had one turno- uh, forced fumble yourself, so you lost the turnover battle there. I'm, g- I'm going to go ahead and say you play a higher-quality opponent, you lose that game nine out of ten times with how they went about their business. Can Sorry, continue. Oh, no. that's. I was going to say, can Jonathan Taylor cover the spread himself? <laughs> uh, if he if they use him like they did last week, Dude, uh, he can get he, went he can get a majority mode. to the way there. He went he's, beast he'll be, mode. He'll be one touchdown short. Was it his third touchdown when he caught that reception Then he reached out over the plane and got – was it his third one? I was kind of – I was uh, – Was that his first touchdown? That wasn't his first one. No, I'm, 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 was that his first receiving touchdown or was that little – Flat pass, his first receiving. Whatever it was, the, the it was pass, badass. The flat was his first receiving. Are we going to see so, more yeah, of that from third. JT? Well, how about this? Oh, Are we absolutely. Gonna see, you have to. Do you I think mean, we'll see Jonathan Taylor in the second half tomorrow? If you want him to be up for the Heisman, you do. Do you think they factor that? I mean, you're absolutely yes. right. Do you think that Paul Christ is mindful of that that if it is, say, 35 nothing at the half, do they still bring him out in the second half? Does he have 100 yards in the first half? Yeah, he's got you know a buck 20 and three touchdowns. Does then the, you might not. If you can do that in one half, you might not see him, unless you want to get him to 200 yards. Are we getting overconfident? With Jonathan Taylor? With this game tomorrow. I, I don't think I don't, so. I don't think so either. This is, like, their defense is super young. And I, I just, yeah, I, I can't see a scenario where this team, even though, you know, they, they won last week, it was still 38-21. Uh... You gave up 21 points to a team that went three, and you went one and 11 last year. So I guess you know, however hey, you want to. Hey, RJ, look at that. They, uh, Central Michigan did beat Maine seven to five Ooh, last another year. Another FCS team. That was their one win, um, seven five over Maine. You do at have home. a new head coach uh, this year. Uh, what's his face <laughs> from Florida? Uh, Jim. Uh, Jim McElwain. Yeah, uh, who does not lay with sharks? That was oh, so. That was else. not him. It looks just like him. Though. <laughs> it looked just like him. Um, so he's he's bringing that does not lay with he's bringing a, a new mentality to <laughs> to the Central Michigan. So maybe we see them, you know, start out kind of upbeat and things like that, like we saw with South Florida. But I think once they get on the field, uh, Wisconsin, 
doesn't need to look forward to Michigan right now. You have a bye week next week. A lot of those guys, I think, we see that are out for this game, those six guys, or is it seven now? Um, I think they're out for the sole purpose of giving them two weeks Well, that's what I was going to say. Rest. I know Zach highlighted yeah. that, that, we're, that there's four starters, and it could be as many as six. Is it? And that's like when you hear that, you're like, oh, my God, one week in, and Wisconsin's already down six starters. Are we reading that as if you're a 35-point favorite tomorrow and you have a bye week? That's, They're really not out. Yeah, They're, quote-unquote, getting an extra bye week I'm tomorrow. I'm thinking it's a little dinged up, and they're getting two weeks of rest before right. you play Michigan. Oh, I have to ask you this, too. So I was noticing on Twitter during the game, once Chase Wolf came in, what, you know, yeah. Place Cohen, people were so pissed, and then Ch- that it wasn't Chase that Wolf just doesn't even a, make that through an incredible block. They for were a touchdown. so pissed that it wasn't Mertz coming into the game. That's be just idiotic to play. play did you see? The, did you see Wisconsin Twitter just losing their mind that Mertz yeah. wasn't coming in? You know, it's, who cares? I don't. I, I know. Like, give me the guy who's going to win games, and you can't look at me and tell me Jack Cohn can't win you games. Big City Cone is the truth. I'm I mean, for Cone. Well, you would never start. You would two. never start working off. You, Mertz has four chats. You're not going to waste one well, of his four games in the second no, half of a right. game that's no. in hand. Exactly. exactly. I saw so many people so mad about it, and then the conversation was, "Well, if he doesn't get in at all this year, well, he should transfer." For what? Exactly. I'm like, are you, are you dumb? He even said, "He look at the quarterbacks Paul Christ has put into the NFL." Then if if he wants to transfer. And not just here. He put in Derek Anderson and I'm not into saying, the NFL. I'm not saying he's, he, he wants to do this or anything. Like the people were saying, well, well, he should transfer that. If that's the case, then he shouldn't be on the team if, that, if that's the reality of the situation. Right. And if he wants to go somewhere else, I don't think you needed him here. And I don't think Rowdy? he does. It's, it's he one of those finally. things. <laughs> it's that's of, exactly what I said at the yeah. Thirsty Goat and Subtle freaked out on me and went back to the Miller side and Came against me. Yeah, you had five <laughs> minutes, Nelson, where you had a good point. Yeah, you guys Jason were all Sala like, you and Sutter were lovey, lovey. Yeah, and then, and then, then I all said, of a for five Graham minutes, Birds doesn't play this year and wants to transfer. Transfer. I don't want him on this team anyways. And he freaked out on me. Sutty does freak I mean, out on me. Look how look how well it turned out for Tate Martell. Right. Look how um, look how well it turned out for Alex Horner. No, Graham Mertz is going to start a game this season. Uh, he may start more. A lot of it, though, Argy, will depend on how good this team is, right? I right. mean, if they they're going to win tomorrow, to me, I've said this all season long. It hinges on Michigan because if you beat Michigan, you've got the chance at a special season. Yeah. Now you're going to roll with Cohen all season long or until they lose. You're not going to break it up. If they lose to Michigan and they lose to Michigan State, and you're sitting at four and two. Graham Mertz is obviously going to start three or four games. If they beat Michigan and they beat Michigan State and they're six and zero going into Columbus, Graham Mertz is not playing this year because they they have a chance to go do something special. They're going to play Jack Cohen every game. Oh yeah, so absolutely. The only way Mertz plays is if they lose games, and until that happens, that you wouldn't even consider playing. I mean, nor should you. Right. Yeah. I. I and you know what? Jack Cohen won the job. How many people out there that are tweeting and posting about this have? been at a practice None. have seen the competition None. i mean when you when we talked to zach he's like there were times you could tell mertz was struggling with the playbook dude cohen was that's like not, head and shoulders yeah, better than everyone that's not saying he's a bad quarterback he just hasn't caught up to where a more senior guy is yeah so he's why would you go years old <laughs> why would you go with a guy who isn't as immersed with the playbook where he doesn't He's got a rapport and connection with teammates, too. Right. Like, it just makes no sense to me. People, some Wisconsin fans aren't happy unless they're unhappy. Hey, R- yeah, RJ. I think that's all Wisconsin uh, fans. Real quick, one non-football thing before I get your pick for tomorrow. Uh, are we showing up on October 18th for the uh, tryouts? 
for the Badger men's oh, basketball, Badger basketball team. team. The open, you, you know, this that? is like straight out of the movie Necessary Roughness with, uh, you know, uh, Sinbad and, and Scott Pakula, where they had to have open trials to field the team. Are we going to show up on October 18th uh, for the open trials? Is this like one is of the it, great pr- is it too PRs? Late to enroll? No, yeah, you have to be enrolled in school, yeah. I guess. Uh, but the last time they did it was 2014. Teen, I think the, the I mean, is this says? like a publicity stunt? Isn't that for where this? Uh, Quentin Smith came from? Yeah, Nelson says this makes Guard even more unnoticed. Is this a publicity stunt, RJ, or no, is no. this? It's well, to fill, it's why to would fill, you even give him airtime? It's to fill walk-on spots. Why did, That's what he said yesterday. It's hilarious. Do you think that there's like value in this, or is this like a, just a total like you know PR stunt? I, it's it's cool. something. It's something to fill out your roster. Every spring, Wisconsin kind of does it for football. I mean, you bring in guys who are only oh, going to be on the roster. Wish you could see Nelson right now losing his mind. There's going to be guys on the roster for only the spring, and I know it's a little different than being on the roster for the basketball season. But there are kids who come here just to go to school that played high level high school oh, basketball. Oh, for sure, they are able to make a team. Hey, the end of the bench always needs a good towel waiver. Uh, yeah, you you look at some of those guys in the rec center. Boom. They they look like they can ball. JP Kavinsky, he waved a mean a, towel. And yeah, and he was a all he was state a recruiter. Guy. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, tomorrow uh, do um, I'm, I'm not going to ask you does Wisconsin win. I only care about do they cover the bet. Do they win by more than 35 points tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say 42 three. That would be a cover. Hell, hell that would yeah. be a cover. Hell. Oh, hell yeah. Well, thank you, uh, RJ. Uh, again, enjoy your birthday, birthday today. And thank you. Uh, I will buy you a birthday beer shot, whatever you want tomorrow at the Red Zone. <laughs> so do you have, uh, we were asking RJ, let me ask both you guys. Yeah. Do you have a, because Wisconsin, and I'm not predicting a BYU. Like that That was once in a lifetime where you're a 30 plus point favorite like you were in that game last year and you lose at home to a team that you had beaten by 38 points the previous year on their field. So I'm not calling for like a central Michigan upset, but you guys have a working theory or do you buy that in the Paul Christ era, you go back and look, they've had comfortable wins, but is it intentional or unintentional that they don't slaughter the teams that are slaughterable like central Michigan is tomorrow? <laughs> and do you care? Like, I think it isn't. I think it's intentional. I think, I think you go out and you, you know, Paul Chris has a lot of character. He's got a lot of, you know, respect for his opponents, and I think they show that by not absolutely beating the living hell out of them and and leaving them, you know, limp and droopy eyed and armless. Did but they I show any respect to South Florida on Friday? Forty nine nothing. Yeah, they but didn't I let them score. They kept scoring. Yeah, well, they it's missed way- a. F- didn't they miss a field goal? Yeah, but it's a road game, and you're only a ten point. And I get that. I mean, that makes sense. Because you don't want to take your foot off the brakes or Play off the, the gas exact on that same one. Game and you beat Central Michigan forty nine. I completely agree, Nelson. You're right, but it never happened. So that's t- and then I think I side more with Ebo. Like, do you think they just want to like win and make sure everyone's healthy and be happy, and they just don't like Penn State? Would have, if they could have kept going, Penn State would have put up a hundred points on Idaho last week. If Maryland could have kept going, they would have put up a hundred points on Howard. Brett Beal, my guarantee, would have kept going. I don't. I mean, and I don't know that it's that big a deal. It's not, but it's it is. Not. It is. It's kind of weird, right? Well, they never yeah, blow out these cupcakes. I just wonder well, why they don't blow what, out the cupcakes. Okay, let's say I know it's different realms, but let's say you're coaching like your son's flag football team, and you got undefeated by the way in two you, years. Are you are you going out there to tell your kids to go beat the snot out of these other kids, hundred to nothing, or are you like, all right, guys, let's kind of you know. <laughs> 
Or, 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 or do tell them to go beat the snot I, out of them. No, here's the thing. I would, but I can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know, know that's that, different worlds. But I don't. But you no, tell them to beat the snot out of them, and then you get the lesser kids in. in well, the exactly. Half. That's what I do. And well, if yeah. by playing the best kids in the first half we get up fifty-two that's nothing, why you're not beating the snot out of them because you're getting other guys in there to like get some action. Yeah, I'm not going to apologize if my bet. Yeah, no. The goal in youth football when I coached, I made you know we I had a dad that would just keep track of how many plays every kid played oh, because God. Well, no, because you'd get complained if a kid didn't play. But to that point. I would play the best kids to start. Well, yeah. And then once we got up 28 nothing, then I would say, how many, how many plays All does right, Jimmy, G- stop eating that grass right get in. Exactly. But, like, for tomorrow, is that is this the college version of, like, the kids eating grass? Like, is Paul Chris just going to say, all right, we're up enough. That's that's it. Stop it. I don't, like, I don't know that I would stop sometimes it. Sometimes I feel like I get overconfident in this, but I feel like they're just going to smash the hell out of Central Michigan. Badger, Badger football's back, baby. Mark it down right here. Wisconsin covers at 35. I'm, I'm all for 40, it. They, I mean, this plus. this team is terrible. They're playing. They're gonna just they should win by sixty them. tomorrow. There's gonna be pain. Uh, Mark the Virgin, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. What's up, bud? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, yes, Badger football is back. Packer football is back. Um, what you guys are talking about running up the score uh, for the Badgers? Do you think? Uh, the fact that Jonathan Taylor has a legitimate shot at the Heisman. Yeah, there you go. Man, that's what Art. That. Yeah, I mean, we got to get him the stats. Totally, I mean, he's off to a great start. And you really got to get the stats in these cupcake games. I don't want to call it a cupcake game, but you know, but it is. Like, yeah, you got to get the more yards where you can because we're going to run up against some pretty tough defenses. Um, so yeah, I just I just wonder if you think that plays into it. I mean, it's it it's great. Um, press Mark, for the program. And, what do you think? What do you think happens? Mark the Virgin calling in. You've been calling in for years. What do you think happens? You get laid Saturday finally, or Jonathan Taylor puts up so much numbers that he doesn't play in the second half? Uh, if if I have to choose, I'm choosing Jonathan Taylor because <laughs> you got to keep hey, that chastity belt. So that chastity belt, baby. Mark, Mark, there's no such thing as a, a lock. But if you come to the red zone and hang out with me, I can I can give you ninety seven percent that I could undo the virgin part of your name. I'm just saying. You just have to like a guy wear, named Joe Miller. I'll wear a Jonathan Taylor jersey and it'll all come together. All right. There you thank you. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate Thanks, Mark, the phone man. call. Nice um, to hear from you too. It's no, RJ said that, but that's but he also quantified that by saying or the caveat was what does Jonathan Taylor do in the first half? Like I asked RJ. Should Paul Chris play Jonathan Taylor in the second half tomorrow? And RJ's like, it depends on his numbers because if and you're it should be and I don't mind stat chasing, right? Like Melvin Gordon getting pulled out of that game in the fourth quarter. Oh, he had four hundred. Keep him going. Like let him go down as the greatest. Dude, what I don't mind. What stat is chasing wrong with that? It have it's they don't keep they keep stats for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. You might as well try and do it. So if yeah, if Jonathan Taylor, if him getting two hundred yards tomorrow moves him up the Heisman watch list as opposed to getting 125 yards, but he only plays in the first half, let him get the 200 yards exactly. tomorrow. And think how good that is for recruiting moving forward. If your guy's in Heisman contention and possibly wins it, what do you think that says to other guys around the nation that look at Wisconsin like, damn, I'm with you. this dude won the Heisman at Wisconsin? I got to go there. They let him run for 400 yards? Damn, I got to go there. I, you know, I never understood, you know, hell, I'll even go back to 13 nothing U.S. women's soccer against Thailand. Hell yeah, or the lady boys. Penn State 79-7 against, I don't get the, yes, if it's a 10-year-old kid 
Because the goal when you're a youth, a little kid, is not wins or losses. I wish parents understood this. It's you want your kid to come back. You just want them to have a positive experience. So, yeah, getting trucked 90 to nothing when you're eight isn't in a positive experience. <laughs> but, but by the time you get to high school, like these whole like mercy rules in high school, like give me a break. And in college, like, no, do better. I don't. If Wisconsin won 100 to nothing tomorrow, I'd, I'd be like, more. I would love it. More. I would say beat them 110 to what, nothing tomorrow. I want tomorrow. more points. I, I would the, never I, call I want people so many off. points the scoreboard breaks. They don't go that high. Why not? Why wouldn't you? I, if it, like if like you said, if it like elementary school, middle school stuff, you wouldn't do it. High school, do it. College, do it. Pros, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, by the way, I'll give you guys one um, one more because we do love our betting here. Uh, don't forget Joel's parlay card. By the way, Jimmy Graham. Because you think about this, there was only one touchdown in the game last night. Yeah. So t- you can make a prop bet on and Nelson. You know about this, obviously the first TD prop bet. So that touchdown ended up being the first touchdown. That paid off no. at one Vegas sportsbook over 250 grand on a joint 10-person bet because it was the only touchdown, but it was the first touchdown because his odds were like 40 to 1 to score the first touchdown, which was the only touchdown of the game. I definitely want to guess it. I don't think many other people no. would have had it either. Um, I can't. I mean, 40 to 1 almost seems high. I'm still I a mean, Jimmy that, that's, that's crazy. Jimmy still got something left in um, the tank. That's a hell of a catch. He's still, hell yeah. Hell of a catch. Jimmy, uh, baby. All right, 608. He leads the NFL in touchdowns. 3, 2, 1, 16, 70. <laughs> I love Jimmy. He leads the NFL I, in toddies. You guys I, are hating on him. I, I not, dra- you, not you guys, but. I drafted him. He's he my backup. He leads the NFL.